0: Welcome in to the David L. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is radio for your soul. And we begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. O oh my Jesus, forgive us of our sins, save us from the fires of hell, and lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. Our Lady of Guadalupe, pray for us. St. Dominic Guzman, pray for us. Venerable Father Gus Tolson, pray for us. And Saint Simon and Saint Jude, whose feast day it is tomorrow, pray for us. So what are we talking about today? Tito Edwards from BigPulpits.com will be on in about 10 minutes to talk about what's going on in the Catholic blog sphere in, in, in news. And our favorite financial advisor, Kevin Pilone, will be on about Half way into the show about the 30-minute mark, and we'll be talking about inflation, what's going on in the markets, and um, what's going on with these shipping delays, and how not to go in debt this Christmas. So, But before all that begins, let me remind you and tell you how much I appreciate you being here, and I'm so happy that you tuned in for another David L. Gray show on Guadalupe Radio Network. And if you don't remember anything else that I said today, remember that Jesus loves you and Jesus is there for you. And also remember that the solemnity of all saints and the commemoration of all souls, the faithfully departed, would be this upcoming Monday and Tuesday, respectively. And if you have not made it your daily habit to pray for the souls in purgatory, this time of the year is a good time to get back into the habit or to start up a new good habit. You know, and love is love is one of those things that really, I think really extends beyond the grave, right? We can't take a lot with us, not much at all, our soul, right? But love is one of those things that extends beyond the grave because it belongs to the nature in which we were created and born into. And when we pray for the souls of the departed, it's our love breaking through that gulf that that separates us from them to assist them along the way in their journey to true union with God, and and be not be honest with yourself. I think is, is important to do in, in, in this regard. If you were in purgatory, I think you sure would want someone praying for you, right? So let us be in the world who we will want others to be for us, and. If you're not doing anything tomorrow, make sure you get out and see the movie Purgatory that we talked about last Wednesday. November 28th will be his last day in theater. So go to PurgatoryMovie.com for locations and times near you. Miss Sissel Anderson is a producer of the show on Guadalupe Radio Network. You will hear her voice if you call in to speak with uh, Mr. Tito Edwards or Kevin P. Long later. And you can see Sissel on Fridays, 2 p.m. on one of my favorite shows on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And it's only one that live streams that um, you can hear it on radio. But if you tune in to the live stream hubs on YouTube or the Twitter or Facebook, you can see Back to the Father. And um, uh, Dave Palmer, he's the host of that show. He's the general manager of the Dallas Fort Worth Station. You know, you, you often hear Dave. Palmer during the um the share right so make sure you like sub and share that show and this show if you're watching live stream hit that like button i appreciate it and if you want to call in on a pine please do when kevin and tito are here call in at 877-757-9424 and Cisco will get you on and make sure you start every day listening to the Catholic drive time show with Joe McLean and Adrian Francesca and broadcasting on the Guadalupe radio network starting at 6 a.m. Central Standard Time and download a GRN app for your phone. It's the easiest way to listen to the programs on Guadalupe radio network. This is the David L. Gray show voicing truth and reason on a Guadalupe radio network, which is radio for your soul. Um, this October... 29th, which is this Friday, guess what's going to happen. So Pope Francis is going to give an audience to Joe Biden. And this meeting follows Pope Francis meeting with Nancy Pelosi on October 9th. So in a span of about three weeks, um, uh, Pope Francis, who who has called abortion the equivalent to hiring a a hitman and an assassin in a span of just three weeks, we'll have met the mafia Don in and in the mafia Don's fixer, the ones who arranges and pays for the hitman and the assassin to murder the child in the womb. Right? So if abortion is what Pope Francis says it is, it's the equivalent to hiring a hitman or an assassin. I mean, who's Joe Biden, and Nancy Pelosi, right? But rather than speak with them about their gruesome trail of baby carcasses or, or speak with them about receiving communion, the Holy Eucharist unworthily or, or speak with them about interior conversion or speak with them about hell, internal damnation. The top topics up for discussion with these abortion leaders and these leaders of the false gender ideology movement will be climate change, migration and income inequality. But you see, here's the thing. And, and it's really the, the reason why I don't trust people who don't get the life question right. In fact, I have less trust for people who get the life question wrong than I have those for people who get the resurrection question wrong. Because I think if you get the life question right, I think that eventually leads you to Christ Jesus. I think if you get the life question right, that life does begin at the moment of conception and that that life does have an author then I think eventually you will get the question right about whether that author of life loves us so much that he came and died on a cross and rose again. And on a third day rose again from the dead. right? And because he loves us, he loves his creation so much. And he himself was born in a womb. That he came into the womb that he identified with us in every way and that his mother loved him there from the very beginning. So I find that, Everything comes back to getting the life question right. And until you get that question right, see, it's a moral conjunction, a moral conjunction. Uh, Until we answer, we can answer with firm conviction that life begins at the moment of conception, and that life has value. and needs to be protected at the moment of conception. Then we will always get the later life questions wrong. We have to get it right first. It's a math. It's a moral conjunction. Because, you know, for example, the whole, the climate thing, right? Right. We we keep trying to, whether it's climate or migration or income inequality, we we keep trying to um, fix these issues with, with policy. We keep trying to use law to fix these things that divine law has already answered. Climate change, right? We can't even get that right because the hypocrisy involved the moral conjunction of life. Because what we're saying is that uh, the planet has value, but not all human beings have value. We're saying that we have to protect the planet from harm, but kill babies who the planet was made for. We're trying to teach people not to harm the planet while we're teaching them to harm babies who the planet was made for and to kill babies who... Maybe some of the ones who could come up with scientific solutions to help the planet. The moral conjunction is a big problem here. But the Pope won't speak to Biden about those, about migration, which the church teaches is a human right. It's a human right. But the Pope won't speak to Biden about those. He won't speak to Biden about um, the moral conjunction here. Right. Even though people have a right to migrate and Biden believes that in in open borders. But the reason why people have a right to migrate is because their life has value and that value begins at the moment of conception. So once we understand where the true journey, the original migration begins, which is in the womb, we will always fail people. The first migration we need to protect is the one that takes about nine months in a womb. And if we do not do that, then we will always work harder to build safe and stable environments around the world so that people who do who, they don't have to leave their home country. But but see, we don't build safe environments. We don't build stable environments. We don't build um, functioning economies for people to be safe and build a home because we don't value life at the very beginning. making a fair wage, right? Another human rights if people work, they deserve a fair wage. That's what the Catholic Church teaches. Why? Again, because life has value. Your work has value because your life has value. And that value begins at the moment of conception. But when you build a society that devalues life at the beginning, why would we see life later on in people's life? Why would we, If we can't see life at the beginning of a life, why would we see be consistent in seeing life later on? The only value we know is that people can be used, people can be destroyed, people can be killed because their life doesn't have value. right value is something we assign based upon. Some strange metrics, uh, some weird opinions, right? It's not a divine understanding of value; it's just an, an opinion. Oh, I'm going to value your life because I can use you. I'm going to value your life because I can have sex with you for a moment. I'm going to have value. I'm going to value your life because of this, because of that. Rather than understanding that life has value because it was created by God. And at no point in time does that value diminish, no matter what people do, no matter what's done. Their life has value because it's created by God. So with income equality, we, we don't even see. That's why we have, we treat people, we use people in their labor because we don't recognize that their life has value. It's, it's a moral conjunction. The only value we know, like I said, we can use people, destroy them, kill them. People are inconvenienced. If people are in my way, I can kill them. See, that's the psychological message, that, that legal and government-funded abortion sins. So no, we cannot talk about the things that we agree on Until we get the most essential question right. No other life question matters until we get the first one right. It's a moral conjunction that the world is not ready to deal with. No, let's let's focus on the funny handshake that these two octagarians are going to exchange with each other. Yeah, let's talk about that. That's all I know about that. Right after the break. Tito Edwards from BigPulpit.com will be on the show to talk about what's the latest in Catholic news and blogs. This is David L. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is radio for your soul. You know, this is your Catholic radio station, and we'd like to make it even better for you. Your feedback is really important to us. Just go to our website, grnonline.com, and look for the button labeled 60-second radio survey. It only takes a minute to fill out and send it to us. Again, go to our website, grnonline.com,
1: and look for the button labeled 60-second radio survey. We'd really
0: appreciate it.
2: I'll bet you know by now that Amazon Smile is a great way to support your favorite charity. And supporting the Guadalupe Radio Network while you shop is easy. Step one, just start off at smile.amazon.com. Step two, choose La Promesa Foundation as your charity. La Promesa Foundation is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio Network. And step three, enjoy your shopping. Amazon will donate a portion of your purchase to the La Promesa Foundation. And it doesn't cost you any extra. La Promesa Foundation and Guadalupe Radio Network, thank you.
0: Welcome back in to the David L. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is ready for Your Soul. We've got Tito Edwards here from BigPulpit.com and everywhere else online. He's our favorite newsman. He was here last month, you know, giving us the, the rundown on the Catholic blogosphere and um, some of the things that he's involved with. So he's back on the show this the last Wednesday of the month to talk about what's going what, Tito. What's going on in the blogs in blog sphere in, in Catholic news this month?
1: Uh, the hottest uh, piece of news was actually from yesterday, posted two, di- two days prior by Larry Chapp of Gaudium et Spes about the uh, defenestration of the John Paul II Institute in the Vatican, where they were, it went from a singular focus of protecting the family to all of these little uh, boutique causes uh, added under the... Uh, the imagery of the long garment. uh, I can't remember the term that's used anymore. Uh, Seamless garment. Seamless garment, garment. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's really big. But uh, what's been, there's really been a hodgepodge of other news items and you touched on it in your introductory monologue, uh, the sanctity of life. A couple of articles outside of the blogosphere, uh, but very pertinent to uh, Roe v. Wade in our great country is uh, the trans issue in Loudoun County. What's going on down there, if if anyone's not familiar, that's where uh, a parent was arrested trying to bring up the fact that his daughter was in a girl's restroom and assaulted by a boy dressed in in a dress. Yeah, and that that has touched a nerve, a national nerve. So connecting that to, to the uh, two Ocotinjarians having a, a meeting about uh, uh, life issues and others, um, I want to all wrap it all together and and say that if we can get Roe v. Wade overturned, that it you're right, that is the most fundamental building block of not only uh, the family unit of life, but this country, we can then transform the mindset that the baby is no longer utilitarian, that fetus actually grows into a human. Marriage actually means something besides a man using a woman for, for sexual pleasures. That means that there is a difference between a man and a woman, that means downstream there's no such thing as a man being able to birth a baby. We won't have issues such as what happened in Loudoun County. And all that ties in together with recognizing the sanctity of life in the womb. Sorry to go off message there, but you got me pumped up about uh, what happened, uh, what's going on with uh, the life issues. Uh, I certainly strongly recommend that not in addition to prayer. We, we do a lot of fasting until some decision pops up by, by the end of June.
0: Yeah. 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 And that's a good point that you make about the, um, I, I, you know, I didn't even talk about that in my monologue, how the life question is consequential. It touches everything. It touches marriage, right? Um, yes. It touches education. <laughs> it, it touches everything. And until we get that one right, I think everything falls apart. But actually you your opinion though, because um, you have a good sense of things is, is this our, as far as legal, opportunities go is this our last legal opportunity um this mississippi uh, when the supreme court um, takes a look at mississippi
1: it it could it it could let's say the worst case scenario roe v wade is not overturned uh we could still end abortion in this country if the texas law stands and Mm. survives the scrutiny of the supreme court technically abortion would be legal but then, no state in the country uh, would be able to. Uh, well, states that have a Texas-type abortion law would be able to have abortion anymore, and it would revert to what it was prior to Roe v. Wade, where the states would decide. So, essentially, we could still uh, win by, by uh, even if we lose the major case. Granted that the Texas heartbeat law does stand. And, and you're right, it is a fundamental issue. It affects uh, people with same-sex attraction. It affects people with uh, gender dysphoria. It affects so many other things that have bl- blossomed, diabolically blossomed within the last seven to 10 years uh, that I, I thought would, would happen over generations. has It just has exploded yeah. since mm-hmm. the end of the Bush presidency.
0: I never thought yeah, about I mean, how the Texas, the Texas law is Opportunity. I always figured there would be some sort of compromise. I think president Trump, when he's in office, he talked about some sort of compromise on this issue. you know, as pro-lifers, we don't, we don't see compromise, you know, that we don't, that's not something when it comes to life issue, how do you compromise? I <laughs> do you compromise there, but I see how allowing states to set their own laws on this life issue is some sort of compromise because New York, yeah, you know, is always going to be New York, you know. Um, so, but you know, if we if we could get a number of states, half the states, or whatever, and maybe that's a trend in itself. Maybe that's a, um, you know, it's it's, it's just going to be one of those issues. If people want to kill their child, they're just going to have to travel to do it. Just like if you want to go to a concert, right? You don't have a right to have Beyonce in your in your hometown, right? But <laughs> but yeah, what um. So the motor proprio Yeah, motor proprio, you said um last week, last last time you're here last month, you said uh, the issue with a motor proprio was one of the biggest stories of the year. How's that going and, and how's that shaking out? Some there's been some good bishops uh coming
1: out and giving uh, a lot of leeway for uh, the Fraternal Society for the uh, FSSP to continue on with uh, providing the traditional Latin mass. Uh, on the other extreme of the uh, spectrum, mexico I don't know if it was Mexico City, but it was a diocese in Mexico, Guadalajara, I wanna say Guadalajara, that pretty much uh, banned all TLNs and kicked out the uh, uh, fraternity, the FSSP. Oh, wow. out of their diocese. Yes. Uh, I think it's, it's just going to trickle down and it'll depend, uh, so much on the local ordinary of your diocese. Um, if we, anything to happen in the future, we will just have to pray that the synod goes virally orthodox and, and, uh, and changes things or, uh, just wait until the next pontificate, the next papacy mm-hmm. to come around. Um, I think extreme issues such as Guadalajara and a couple of dioceses here, like San Diego, where you're allowed to attend the uh, traditional Latin Mass, but you need to drive 90 miles to uh, the nearest American Indian reservation to attend the Mass. They'll they'll be it'll be back to what it was prior to when Benedict uh, liberalized it, where people would be driving long distances to go. It, it, economically. Unfortunately, most many of our dioceses operate under financial constraints, and the the ones that are restricting it will see the consequences of their actions because it is the traditional Latin Mass. It is the ordinary uh, the ordinariate parishes. It is the Novus Ordo parishes that actually do follow the Pope Paul VI uh, guidelines for celebrating a mass very piously and, and and uh reverently those are the parishes that will be thriving those are the parishes that will have young families and their toddlers and uh, bringing in uh, a lot of money and donations and and some of the some of the bishops operate more on uh damage control and trying to fund everything that they have they've inherited these once thriving dioceses that now have multiple uh, uh, ministries that need this funding. So,
0: hmm.
1: um, I, you can call me Professor Positive. I, I just say <laughs> things in, in different light. I, I, I think we're in a strong position, even though we've we've been dealt a uh, what looks to be a lethal blow, but it is not really lethal blow. It's just a, a punch to the gut. Yeah, you know yeah. It, it hurts. Yeah, it takes it, the air it hurts out of it hurts you on so many levels.
0: Right. And when you, when you see what's going on, we can switch to, um, just what I think, I don't know if you agree with me, but I see what's going on in places like Australia and New Zealand recently, Germany, Canada, and it looks to me what I would call, um, a new apartheid, right? Uh, you know, we used to think of apartheid in South Australia is just, you know, something that just has to deal with race. One people based upon the race have a, one set of laws, the rules, a way of life. And other people, a different race, have a different set of rules. You know, we, we know Nelson Mandela, people who, who fought against that apartheid system. But this new apartheid that's in place now, based upon whether you receive the vaccine or not, um, is really scary to me because it's you know the 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 prime minister of new zealand i think just today i heard her say admitted that yes if you're if you've complied um you have one set of rules you can go here you don't go over there but if you don't comply you have a different set of rules now whether you, you receive it or not that's your own that's a health decision i think you've you've made for yourself whatever but i think everyone should agree that apartheid is wrong right Yes, it's it's completely wrong. Prime Minister
1: Jacinda uh, pretty much implemented a two-tier system in New Zealand, and it's a beautiful country. It is uh, it is from an English-based uh, common common law system that Canada, South Africa, Australia, and the United States and Canada have all inherited. Uh, we were we're so lucky, uh, and but it just seems like everyone but the United States is. They're having these strict lockdowns. These yeah. these creating two tier systems. I know they just had Freedom Day in the United Kingdom. Uh, I think we're a little fortunate because here in the United States, uh, the British seized our guns when we were trying when we were when we were still under British rule. So we made that <laughs> a tenant of our constitution. Yeah. and so that really helps. Uh, the other nations were granted autonomy. We we beat. The, the The superpower of the time and uh, established our own. So we're really fortunate, but we're, but again, based on our federal system, like New York, like California, like Illinois, mm. which is just the super the super city state of Chicago, yeah. you've got these um, mayors and governors that 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 have these hidden totalitarian leanings that just want to, whether they're misguided, or or being paid off, I, I truly believe they're misguided. They they want they want to protect the people, but they're going about it wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, what well, what Jacinda said yesterday is it, just scary. That did you know that uh, in Australia, the 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 state of New South Wales, they have arrested people taking a smoking break, walking twenty mm-hmm. meters from their home, and meters. it's on video.
0: Yeah 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 and and like you said the bottom line is that those people don't have guns anymore they they've taken australians guns a long time ago and um and i've been to both those countries Australia and new zealand always wanted to go back to new zealand but um doesn't seem like it's going to be anytime soon for me (laughs) but it it it, it just the apartheid is just unacceptable it's immoral and i don't know how you know something's going to i think something's just going to come to head and we see all the riots and the protests being in the pushback in australia and i just think um enough people um people are just going to get tired of it i think but i think you're always gonna have a percentage of the people just want to comply and speaking of complying um which is a funny name here the the senate on synodality (laughs) (laughs) that's just a that's just that's funny to me just the word itself i'm a Senate on synodality but you know Senate's you know you you i know you've been doing aggregates for a long time. You've seen a lot of stories. You I don't know how many sinners you've been through, but I know you see many. And but it seems like Tito and we're speaking of Tito Edwards, you can um find him at his his primary work. You can find a bigpulpit.com. That's bigpulpit dot com. Go there. He puts it together aggregating it's a jumping off point. You can see all of his other work that he does. He's a person that you want to know and listen to in when it comes to Catholic media and news. And and Tito uh, before we head out, so you had a Senate on synodality. So you've seen a lot of synods and I, you know, I've only been Catholic since about 2006. I've, I, I've seen quite a few myself and it seems like, so we get riled up with these synods, right? Oh, there's a synod on the family. There's a, a synod on this and we get riled up. And then after a couple of years, the Pope issues, apostolic letter. And, um, it's like, uh, and some of them we groan, we're mad at. But it turns out to be an apostolic letter that really doesn't do much. Do you is what do you see with this apost with this synodality? Is it another apostolic letter is the outcome that we that we grown at, or is there going to be some dangerous stuff that comes from this?
1: I, th- I think if there's anything dangerous, it'll be superficial, and and when I mean superficial, it's still. Undermine undermining the faith. And the only thing that comes to mind is the Amoris Laetitia that came out mm-hmm. on that infamous, notorious footnote, mm-hmm. allowing a, a backdoor for divorcees living in a state of sin to receive uh, Jesus, uh, our Lord and Savior in, in the Blessed Sacrament. I, I just don't see anything else. Uh, Pope Francis promises a lot to the liberal side of the Catholic spectrum and delivers zero he antagonizes the right side of the the Catholic spectrum and delivers all the time. But there's, there's, I don't think, uh, again, I I see (laughs) I've got rose colored glasses. There's going to be some stuff coming out ridiculous where uh, the majority of the synod attendees will vote for women priests. And then the final document will come out and talk flowery language about the, the, the dignity of women and and their calling to the priesthood and but it'll amount to zero because at the end of the document it'll say in so many words uh that is has never been allowed and has already been uh put aside by pope john paul ii so uh, i think Mm -hmm. it's just going to be a lot of hang ringing we're going to be suffering from a lot of news leaks and and seeing the germans always the germans causing so many problems uh (laughs) I don't believe we're going to be. A, I don't believe anything bad's going to come out. Some of now it, it it gets it seems to amplify because we are now so connected. Here I am picking up my wife at my at at her job at school, and I'm able to zoom with you. 900 miles away in the former rome of the west st louis missouri
0: yeah
1: and, and so we've got the social media platforms we've, we've got instagram we've got twitter we've got parlor we've got facebook we've got all these applications where we're constantly in our own little groups uh shouting uh, yell, uh, chatting with each other about what's how bad this and that is and yes it, it's it's it is uh it does bother us, but I think we're at a point where, 12 years ago, I think the worst thing it was was exchanging emails and writing a blog post, and and, and then you know you'd have a, a few minutes or hours to to let that sink in. Now it's this instant gratification of somebody either affirming your position or co- or antagonizing you. So, I think as Catholics we should definitely uh, think w- wisely and prudently about uh, what we're reading, what we're exposing ourselves. Like Father Dwight Longenecker, he's dropping out of Twitter. Everything I do on social media is automatic. I stopped reading Twitter. I know many of my colleagues have stopped going on many of the platforms, uh, especially around the the Trump uh, Biden uh, election fiasco. Mm -hmm. So just for mental health, I think it's very healthy to to get off all that. By all means, don't stop staying on top of the news. But yeah, uh, again, to uh, to circle back, as our spokeswoman uh, from <laughs> Washington D.C. says, yeah, I wouldn't worry about uh, so much coming out of the synod, but there's going to be a lot of antagonizing statements coming out, and uh, and God bless Pop Pop Papa Papa Francis. He uh, he wants the best for us. I, I just. I think he emphasizes certain things and de-emphasizes other things to to our own detriment of what we hear and listen.
0: Yeah, and best wishes, Tito. Um, in a couple of years, when that draft document comes out, right after the after the Senate, because then you're going to get flooded with all types of stories, and the draft document is not going to be so much what the the final uh, abstract letter says, but it's going to give us a clue. And so, Tito, where can people find you? Big pulpit.com as in the pulpit and church p-u-l-p-i-t
1: you go in there you said it one uh perfectly there's all these other websites that operate that that emanate from there and if you like the news uh you will be a news junkie heaven
0: (laughs) all right tito edwards thanks for coming on the david l gray show we appreciate you as always hope to see you next month thank you so much david you're welcome and right after the break, uh, we're going to have our favorite financial advisor from Thrivent. That's Kevin Pilon. He'll be on to talk about finance markets and how to be a good Christian steward gifts the God has given you. This is David O. Gray's show voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is radio for your soul.
3: During October, we have celebrated some of the greatest saints in the Catholic Church. They're God's reminder that we're not alone. This is Len Oswald, president of the Guadalupe Radio Network, with this week's GRN Family Minute. During challenging times, it's comforting to know that the holy saints and angels are interceding for us and providing us comfort in the midst of the storm. We started the month with the Feast of St. Therese of Lisieux, whose little way reminds us of the value of small acts of charity. We've also celebrated St. Luke, St. Teresa of Avila, Our Lady of the Rosary, the Guardian Angels, and St. Francis of Assisi, with whom we pray that God will help us become channels of His peace. Here on the GRN, we remind you daily that you're not alone, that you always have recourse to the holy men and women who come before us and are helping us navigate through the challenges of this life, so that one day we can join them in the glory of heaven. Back on
0: to the David L. Gray Show, voicing truth and reason on the Guadalupe Radio Network, which is Radio For Your Soul. I know you guys like how I say, how I get close to the mic, and I say, Radio For Your Soul. It's like, I always want to be like one of those DJs that, you know, on a late night after nine o'clock, play some love songs. And I don't know if I have that voice or not, but on this microphone, I feel like I do. And um, we have Kevin Pilon here. He's a financial advisor with Thrivings. He's our favorite financial advisor. Um, welcome back on.
2: <laughs> Bring it in. <laughs>
0: You know, because you're, you're a good looking guy. I know you never had any problem finding a date. So you never had to listen to the slow jams at night. So,
2: no, I never had to. I'm much shorter in real life than I look. So, you know, I was always the short guy. I'm, I'm pretty much usually the short guy in the room uh, wherever I go. I, I often find myself at church. We often sit in the back because we have a lot of kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, I'm looking out in front of me at all the people and going, I can't see over anybody. I'm just the shortest person.
0: Wow. So you don't have to get down in the pews, right? I don't. I do not. (laughs) That's funny. Hey, I I know you see me on camera, Kevin. You see that the pew that I built back there? I built this with my own hands. So um, do you see it? You're kidding me. Yeah. See, I built my own kneeler. And it's a, it's a double wide, like a trailer. So my wife and my, I, or my wife, my daughters, we know we can beat. so, and I bring that up because when I went to Lowe's, you know how much that would cost me. So we have, say, I think maybe six two by, f- um, two by fours, um, There's the one on top. That was a piece itself. So all together, maybe about eight pieces of six foot wood. How much do you think I spent for that? Oh, I love
2: this game. So when did you build this within the last year?
0: This weekend, this last weekend.
2: Oh, you just did it. Okay. So if you had built it uh, prior to uh, 2020, my guess would have been $70. Mm. And my guess now is $200. Close.
0: Close. It was close. Um, it was just the wood, no other, no other supplies. So yeah, I spent about one hundred twenty dollars just on the wood. So just on the wood. So even like?
2: keep the or any of that?
0: Yeah, no, you already had all that stuff. Yeah, so just the wood, and I spent probably what like that's the math. what's was that thirty percent more than I would I would have? Man, what's, yeah, going, so on? what's going on? What's going on? Anybody
2: listening who has, uh, you know, tried to build a deck or a porch or redeemer (laughs) chicken within the last year and a half has seen the market for raw uh, labor supplies, you know, wood, uh, fasteners, of all kinds, just way up. Um, Moreover, if you have any friends or if you are in the construction construction business, um, you can't get on their calendar before months and months down the line. They're, They're up to their ears and work. They have people on wait lists, they're getting phone calls daily. And we are in the middle of experiencing um, something that I deal with every day, uh, which is inflation. And inflation is something that we don't learn enough about, but we talk very much about. (laughs) Okay. So we, we talk talked a lot about inflation
0: and we don't know that much about it. <laughs> okay. So educate yeah. us. We're speak with Kevin P. Lund. He's a financial advisor with Thrive It. He comes on uh, every month, every other month to educate us on finance. So if you do have a question for Kevin, um, 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. And you can find him online. That's Kevin, last name spelled P-I-L-O-N. Kevin, educate us. What's going on?
2: Yeah. So, um, well, quickly, uh, I did want to ask you, David. Um, were you on vacation last month during our Finance Wednesday? Is that why I didn't get to see your beautiful face?
0: No, because I don't have. Because Sissel, she doesn't do my booking, even though she's my producer. So I have to book my own gigs, and I overbooked. So if Sissel was in charge, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ah, so I'm going, to, I'm, why, going, I'm
0: going to roll Sissel over the bus, and so she can't defend herself right now. So
2: that's awesome. We're, you and I were not meant to live this life alone, David. We're not meant to do it on our own.
0: For those of you who uh, who
2: haven't um, heard me on the show before, so um, as David said, I am a financial advisor. So specifically, I specialize in um, retirement and and legacy planning, uh, namely, kind of how to navigate through retirement, not run out of money. And be able to give generously. Um, I serve Christian and Catholic couples. Uh, money is a tool; it's not a goal. And so, how we can best steward the funds and the assets that God has blessed us with in our lives, and give those back to Him, twofold, fivefold, tenfold—that's my mission. Um, you know, one thing. Oh, also, one thing that's I think close to a lot of people's hearts is uh, you know investing. Um, morally. And I do a lot of that as well, how to invest in a Christian or Catholic perspective uh, with what's out there. So all that to say, um, yeah, we're talking about inflation. There's a lot of things going on. And um, the the thread running through it that you'll hear, if you're looking at just news bites is COVID, right? COVID Mm -hmm. is the reason that inflation is happening, which is, yes, that's right. But that's, pretty much not an answer that doesn't teach any of us anything and it doesn't tell me what to do about it.
0: <laughs> okay, so because uh, a virus is floating around inflation is high. Yeah, that doesn't exactly. there's no correlation, exactly. right? Yep. <laughs> okay, I got yeah. you. Like wow, it's just like magic.
2: <laughs> the virus comes and everything gets more expensive. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about it on like the um the supply demand first. So, Um, many of you who are listening in the Southwest, you're familiar, you know, two of our biggest ports in, in our country are LA and Long Beach. And you have seen those pictures or videos of ships sitting out there in the Harbor, waiting to dock, waiting to unload their goods. A lot of those goods are coming from China. Most of those goods are coming from China and It's hard for us who don't live in one of those port cities to fathom how many containers and how many items are sitting out there on the water. The reason they're sitting out there on the water is because the, um, the work has been slowed down by the longshoremen, the people on the shore. Some of that is union issues. Uh, Some of that is actually uh, mandate issues where workers are not allowed to come into work. You know, there are, Percentages of workers who will not get vaccinated, they're not coming to work. Um, there are people who are not available to unload these shipments. So the shipments have been slowed down. So it's kind of, um, if you've ever been in a traffic jam, which all of us have been, you always wonder, how did this traffic jam start? Right, like, right Who right, was right. the first car to get jammed up? Or when did it actually slow down? Yeah. So we're seeing the effect of it. And it's, you know, back chaining all of these these uh, shipping containers. So that's all going on on the shore side of it. I'm not talking about hundreds. I'm not talking about thousands. I'm talking about tens of thousands. Our trucking industry right now is down tens of thousands of drivers, tens of thousands of drivers across the country. Wow. They're the ones moving these shipping containers all across the country. And when we're down tens of thousands of them, um, we're going to see at the end of it, at the end of the line, shelves that are empty for certain items. So this is all happening on the domestic side. On the foreign side, where is a lot of the stuff coming from? A lot of the stuff is coming from China. So China, in order to uh, produce the amount of stuff that they can in their factories, we're talking thousands and thousands of factories and millions and millions of people. They're numbers that we just can't comprehend.
1: Mm-hmm. In
2: order to do that, they need to be able to run their factories with workers. The Chinese government, which you won't see in the news and the mainstream news mostly, um, is forcing a lot of their workers to stay home. So these yeah. factories are all slowed down or they're at a diminished capacity. Also, in order to run the factories, they need what? Energy they need energy china um gets their energy mainly from two countries their their coal energy they get it from north korea and they get it from the united states they get a ton of their coal from us because our coal is some of the cleanest coal in the world for burning if if coal can burn clean but (laughs) they get a lot of their coal from the united states um, they're having issues keeping up with that because production of coal is down in the United States. Wow! Wow! So you have a lot of chain reactions happening at once, and, yeah. and sure, COVID is a thread through it all, but it's not just COVID; it's everything that's created around that. Um, if if I want to throw a, a side note on there, um, uh, when money comes in, uh, money is coming into a lot of people's bank accounts from stimulus from extra child tax credits, um, and it will continue to do so, a lot of that money is being spent rapidly. And we see this on a massive scale. So last year, when COVID relief started coming in, a lot of people were putting on that new addition. A lot of people were building that new deck. A lot of people were fixing their staircase or buying the fridge that they so desperately needed and they've been holding off five years for. So people were making those purchases that they wanted to make, but also needed to make and were waiting on maybe sometimes for years. And so the supply chain just went and just used up a lot of those materials really quickly. And now we're just kind of experiencing the aftermath of we used up a ton of supplies really quickly. We bought a lot of goods really quickly. The supply chains aren't replacing it as fast as they would have two years ago. So that was kind of a long-winded answer. But that that is right now what we're experiencing with inflation on the supply and demand side um you've heard on the news about you know buy your christmas presents now it's going to take them two months to ship to you and that's kind of the non um, academic way of describing what you know we're talking about here is here's what's really going on and it yeah. is multifaceted
0: so that's interesting because typically when we think of inflation at least what we saw like you know, in, in the seventies or at, you know, shortly, you know, maybe around 2008 or something like that, it was more because it was uh, jobs related. Right. Um, um, and uh, um, unemployment was very high. Right. And so there was, um, so we saw recessions, we saw inflation that was related to that. But now is 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 this unique that it's it's inflation? Things are cost more just because there's a shorter supply of those things. Like, like e- economy, you could kind of fix that. You know, jobs are gonna, corporations are gonna do what corporations do. It's kind of cyclical, right? They're gonna recover naturally. But when it's something like this with so many different chain reactions, how do you get out of this, Kevin?
2: Yeah, I think um, the way to get out of this isn't so different from the way to get out of a lot of other financial issues in our lives and that is to stick to the fundamentals and for me the fundamentals are um spending less than you make Mm
0: -hmm.
2: be wise with debt there's good debt there's bad debt have a short and a long-term plan protect against setbacks and give your money away Mm. those are my five principles. They're Thriving's five principles for a Wise Money management, and they don't ever change. Yeah. Um, if you can live within those principles and continue to improve on them, you're going to get through something like this. Um, you know, you bring up a good point about um, you know, this inflation situation being unique. In some ways, it isn't unique because inflation ultimately is you have a reduction in supply and an increase in demand, and it's always been that same thing. Okay. since inflation you know has existed but in some ways david it is totally unique the 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 um uh, convergence of the different chain reactions that are all going on right now
0: yeah
2: seems to be quite unique um the you know reduction in supply um the way that it's being reduced seems to be unique because part of the way that supply is being reduced is because um, people are not working. And normally we would look at unemployment rates for that, but right now we can't really look at that because how many of us have seen billboards for job openings? I mean, companies cannot get workers fast enough. I saw a billboard yesterday for a trucking company, which would make sense because they (laughs) need people. And they're basically saying, hey, $80,000 a year salary, multiple thousand dollars signing bonus, please come work for us. They need people. And, um, you know, the supply demand for workers in our country, at least right now and globally, um, it's really the demand is really high for workers and the supply of workers is seems to be lower, um, but not because the population is lower. Just people aren't taking up these jobs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that amazing. Um, we're speaking with Kevin Pilon. He is a, our favorite financial advisor. He works at Thrivent. He's a Catholic. He's a family man. And make sure you look him up online if you have a more specific question. And Kevin will give his contact information here shortly before we head out. we got about seven minutes. If you still have a question, you can call in or post it on one of our live streams. I'm at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. Colin, he posts a comment. He says, I'm in pest control. I'm in pest control business. We can't get a few items that are vital vital to our service. That's scary. It's wintertime. Spiders are coming in, right? That's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's, and, and so it, 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 I'm going to ask you this question see if you could help people just in a, in a general sort of way. So I was speaking with this, but my wife and I, you know, just based on our income, um, there, there are some things that we don't feel right. Like other people may feel um, at different levels. And the more you make, the less you feel certain things. That's just that's just how it is. But I was uh, speaking to her and saying just because we don't necessarily, you know, we only we have one car. So we don't have to fill it up all the time that we, that we, we have one car that we drive mainly. So we don't, so we gas, we really don't feel that we don't have a whole lot of kids. So we don't feel having to buy groceries all the time. Right. Um, but people who do have lower income brackets or have bigger expenses with kids, how do you, if you're not feeling it now, What's some of the things you can do to make sure you don't feel it later? Is, it, is As it goes back to saving and giving it away, does it go back to your five principles or, or is there something else?
2: Yeah. So in a general sense, it goes back to the five principles. And a group that I would add to that are people who are retired from work, people mm-hmm. who are living on fixed income. They're living on Social Security, they're living on pensions, they're living off of assets that they've saved and grown for their whole careers and they're trying to pay themselves back out of their deferred comp four hundred one K IRAs and things like that. Um, So, you know, the principles that, that allow us to get through that in a general sense are the same five. So it's spending less than you make, whether you make it in active work income or passive income or income that you've saved up doesn't really matter. It's spending less than you make. Um, It's not getting ourselves into bad debt situations. It's, Having plans for what we're doing today, how do we protect the short term? How do we make sure we have a proper emergency fund? How do we make sure that um, we don't have all, you know, as the adage goes, all of our eggs in one basket? How do we be wise with what we have? And um, I always add that fifth one of giving back because um, our money isn't ours. And you and I have talked about this before in in our previous episodes of, being stewards of what we have been given. And at the end of the day, whether I have, um, you know, a thousand dollars in my bank account or a million dollars in my bank account, it's all God's. It's all going back to him. So I can hoard it or I can be generous with it. Those are are kind of the options. In in specifics, um, there are things that, you know, we can do to be proactive. Um, For people who are retired, it's going to involve how do we best Um, balance our allocations of our guaranteed income sources, our income sources that are bumping around in the market. And how do we find that balance of what we need to come in and how we need it to grow? Because what um, retired people are specifically feeling, like you said, you don't really feel inflation in the same way um, as people in maybe a lower income bracket than yourself or or someone who's retired. What retired people are feeling often is um, that Things are getting more expensive, but we can't save any more money. We're we're Mm. done with the saving. And so how do we navigate inflation, which we're all experiencing right now? Um, I think you and I probably both would agree that we can all find things to shed from our lives that are (laughs) unnecessary (laughs) at times like this. Um, And when I say times like this, a lot of people aren't short of cash. At a time like this, a lot of people are receiving money or found themselves with an increase in income last year. Mm. Um, And so for those people, it's a matter of not blowing that which is coming in, being wise with what's coming in. For those of us who are between jobs or got laid off and are, you know, struggling to deal with that anxiety of oh man, I have to take care of my family. I have to I have to earn a certain amount of income so we can buy the groceries that are going up in price. The eight dollar a pound ground beef or whatever man. it is. Man. Uh, for those people, um this might be a time where God is is calling on us to dig our heels in and be a little bit creative and be willing to step out into the deep Um, For some of us, it's a job change. For some of us, it's taking up a job we don't want. Uh, For some of us, um, it's, you know, switching what's happening at home. Uh, My wife and I just started homeschooling our kids this year. Uh, And it was decided the Friday before school started. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a a wild year so far. We're not even halfway through it, but a lot of blessings have come through that. And by trying to make decisions that... Um, honor God and honor the fact that, um, you know, money isn't our, our ruler. Amen.
0: And Kevin, where can people find out more about you online?
2: Yeah. So if you have more specific questions, you can certainly send me an email, Kevin.Pilon at Thriving.com. You can find me online. If you just search my name, Kevin Pilon Thriving, I have a website where you can contact me. Um, And if you have ideas for future shows. Um, if there are topics that are important to you that you'd like David and I to discuss, shoot me an email, let us know what that is, or shoot David an email. And we'll be happy to put those into our program lineup uh, for the next uh, upcoming months. Uh, so Kevin P I L O N at thriving.com is my email, or just search me on the web.
0: And I'll make sure that um, I do make sure we get you back on her in November. And if I don't, I make sure I roll sisal over with bus. And so, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin thanks, thanks for coming on the David L. Gray Show Our favorite financial advisor, Kevin Pilon God bless you God bless you, brother And thank you for tuning in I'll be back same time next week, same place And I look forward to conversing with you again In between time, visit me at davidlgray.info That's gray for the A But until then, until next time Make sure you remember that Jesus loves you And is there for you And live your life like salvation matters. And may the abundance of our Lord's blessings and graces and favors fall upon you and yours. Thank you.
1: White Rose Women's Center, a pro-life ministry assisting women experiencing an unplanned pregnancy in DFW, invites all KATH 910 AM listeners to its 14th annual benefit dinner at Glen Eagles Country Club in Plano on Saturday, November 6. Bishop David Condorla of the Diocese of Tulsa is the keynote speaker. The event includes raffle prizes such as a St. Joseph statue, Visa gift cards, or a 50-inch TV with installation. A silent auction will also be featured in person as well as online. To purchase tickets, visit stjosephhelpers.org.
3: Did you know that any Catholic man can join the Knights of Columbus who is 18 years or older by joining the largest Catholic organization?